Hello and welcome to the STC Fit Learning Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name's Ben Scott. I'll be joined by Jason Galea. Thanks for joining us on our way to create 1 million positive outcomes for personal training clients by 2030. The podcast is brought to you by at STC Fit Learning, a page created to upskill and educate PTs and gym nerds. Also brought to you by at STC Fit, and that's a place for all your online and in-person personal training needs. If you enjoyed today's episodes, please give us a share and tag on the Instawebs. You can tag at STC Fit, at STC Fit Learning, at Ben Scott SC, and at Jason Galea PC. Hope you enjoy the show. Hello. What's up, Jason? I'm actually quite unwell, Ben. Yeah. Poor Jason's under the weather, guys. We're back from the doctors and I have tonsillitis. Yeah. Got the plague. Leak it, leak it's not uh, the coronavirus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what everyone's been saying. Like I had to cancel some sessions and then just like, oh, you don't have coronavirus, do you? Yeah. Like, no, I do not. I feel like the doctors will be overwhelmed yeah, with like, oh, I've got a cold. Maybe I've got coronavirus. There's so much like, signage everywhere. Like even when you go in there, it's like just shit plastered everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. About it. I've noticed it in like public restrooms and stuff too, like wash your hands, all that shit. Yeah, well, um, you should do that shit anyway. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> I feel like people don't understand like how disease gets transmitted. And stuff. Yeah, like and if it's even it's like viral and stuff, it's like wash your hands, do not touch your face. Yeah. Do not get close to people if you know you're sick. Yeah. Stay the fuck in your house. Just like, go home. <clears throat> you can tell someone's a bit of a germaphobe over here, but um, <laughs> even like sometimes when Steph gets real sick and she wants like she wants to be like you know like consoled and stuff, and I'm like, look, I get it, but I'm I like, don't want to touch you. I'm not touching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like this is how this is how things like this happen. Because mm. people don't understand like just how easy it is to transmit. Yeah, because then she works at a school, you work at a gym, and it's like yeah. fuck. That's. <laughs> You two are the center of, of a sudden, large group yeah. of people. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like the whole of the Western suburbs. Don't post, like, like, you know, just like two people went on a holiday or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my voice is probably like a bit, a bit husky, a bit deep. Very 1-800 number-ish. Yeah. It's, I, I can feel it. it. It's got a bit of a burgle to it because it's like my, my glands are so swollen. So, <laughs> Ben's going to do all the talking for us. I like it. I'll, I don't <laughs> mind the sound. <laughs> if you start this every week, you can host. <laughs> oh man. I, I reckon I, I don't think I'll have a voice after this, but that's okay. All I'm going to do is <laughs> just do this and out. go to bed. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's me. That's me. I'm dumb. Yeah. Um, all right. So prep's finished. How's everyone doing? Uh, your end? I'm really happy this week. <laughs> um, this week's been a total like U-turn from like the week before. Yeah. So yeah, everyone's happy. Everyone's excited. Yep. Everything's ready to go. So this is the good time. So a uh, nice little video on your Instagram before that shoulders happy days at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not an impressive amount of weight, but to move that weight for 10 reps with mm. no pain was very good. So happy why I feel so good. awful as well. Is don't don't train when you're sick. <laughs> I said it to my coach yesterday. I'm like, because it's peak week in my program too. Like, yeah, the highest amount of volume. Yeah, and I was like, 
I'm going to train tomorrow. And I'm like, I'll know within two hours if I'm real sick and I am real sick. I went to the doctors. <laughs> Oops. But either way, um, yeah. it was good. Yeah. Like the shoulders feeling great. Like, I don't know if I can like maybe find someone to do like to get some more info on this PRP stuff or if we can do a podcast on it. But like, mm. I, I, um, it's like legit the best thing I've ever done. Yeah. Like in terms of injuries and stuff, like I had 18 months of problems. Yeah. And um, like what three injections at two hundred bucks a pop, done over three weeks, and it's yeah. like, and I didn't press for a month, and it was yeah. like, Fixed. that is it, yeah, it is done. There is, you have all the range of motion, all no pain, like just don't be an idiot, and yeah, you'll be fine. yeah, yeah, it's been absolutely life changing for me. It's yeah. probably not an accident that I've been able to make some good progress too. Mm. So yeah, yeah, it's so, yeah good. It was good. Yeah, it's really handy. This whole body weight thing's fun. Uh, yeah. Putting up numbers on the bench press that feel very comfortable. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, why has that gone up so much? It's like, oh, because I'm an inch higher off the bench now, which is nice. <laughs> it's cutting corners. Yeah. 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 How to increase your bench? Put on the right weight. way. Yeah. The right yeah. way, though. Like adding mass, not yeah. getting like into a hyper arch or something. Yeah. One day. Yeah. My arch has got worse. Hey. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like every, every, the best benches I have have the biggest chest and the yeah. flattest, like so the least amount of arch. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. 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 they're just built for it. But then yeah. usually those people are usually really shit at deadlifts. Yeah, it's crazy, actually. That's funny you say that because like, I'm not saying they're shit at them, but they're like, <laughs> their squat is the same as their deadlift. Yeah. Sorry. They're, they are not mechanically yeah. advent. They don't have a mechanical advantage in the deadlift. Yeah. That's a better yeah. way of saying it. Not shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like pulling so, over 200 is not too bad for someone who just goes to the gym and mm. works out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pat's yeah. going to come and squash you now. <laughs> and he will. <laughs> it's been funny working with um, Anthony down at Apex. Yeah. It's like always have to find someone else to do the back squat for him, like the back spotting. So like stand behind him and I just yeah. take one of the sides. Cause it's like, I, I, I can't even see over you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Small yeah. man life. What's um, like, are we allowed to talk about what he moved or is it a secret or? Uh, uh, they got up on Instagram. So oh, yeah. Cool. yeah. Yeah. Like what was he? What, was he uh, what did he do? Five singles at three forty-five this week. Yeah. 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 Not bad. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so much weight yeah it's just a super strong human yeah, he's like the- had a shit in bunny years deadlift session and i think he pulled the same 235 ish yeah yeah i was uh pulling 100 kilos off the bar last week oh yeah that was when, share I, came, the bar with him. when yeah. I came yeah uh, air quotes that i came to train <laughs> <laughs> so i figured um as much as a resource for our own guys. And I think it'll be valuable for other people as well that are in this powerlifting vortex that's gaining more and more popularity at the moment, just kind of diving into what your first sanctioned meet is like. Um, obviously we run our lift off, which is basically sub novice. Um, but the, the quality that I guess is coming out of that now is 
we've kind of shifted to the focus that it is a novice meet for some people. It's kind of two types of people that come ones that just want to test their strength and enjoy the day. And then others that are like, it's a stepping stone for them to go into actual competitions. So sort of works as both. It's like a, a non-competitive training goal, Mm. you know, like for some people, they set themselves a, just a six month time frame. Yep. And there's some of them are super, super, super serious about the gym. And then some people are, using it to yeah, get themselves, you know, I guess into the, into the habits and behaviors of like training regularly. Yeah. Um, and then you've got people in between as well. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really a pretty cool. good dynamic actually. When you look at it. <clears throat> so normally if you're outside of the, the STC fit sphere, we'd obviously recommend doing a novice meet first. Um, using just kind of like whatever equipment you have, you don't have to have a soft suit. Um, the rules are usually pretty laxed on brands and all that type of stuff. Judging if it's at a good gym will be the same as um, whatever federation usually that that uh, gym, aligns gym with. is yeah, aligned with. So um, some gyms, obviously, like if you're at a PTC or something like that, they might use monos. Whereas if you're going to compete in um, APU where we hang out or PA or something, you've got to do walkout squats. Um, that'd be different, but you could still opt to squat in knee sleeves instead of wraps. So you can still just kind of go in that entry level or bare knees if you just want to suss out what okay, powerlifting is yeah. all about. Um, which I've seen plenty of times. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of show up in your gym gear and have a lift and have some fun, which I think is a great little entry to powerlifting and just the community and understanding that most people are there just to better their own totals and have a good time. Um, it's a must, not a very judgmental, as much as it's competitive within yourself and you still um, are going to have people obviously that want to beat the other person um, or want to place or whatever, but it's not done in a way where you're willing for the other person to not do well. Um, even at the top end, you'll see like pro raws coming up. You'll see no doubt pro raw will come down to last deadlifts in mm. some of the, the comps again, some of the weight classes. And you'll see the people that are deadlifting first and waiting for the other person to, to deadlift cheering for whoever's about to lift to actually make the lift. Even if it means that they get it, if they beat them, um, it's just something that's, I guess, part of the culture within powerlifting, which is pretty cool most of the time. Yeah, it's, not, um, it's probably one of the most notable things I reckon when I go to a meet. It's like pretty exciting to have everyone in the same in the room, just kind of cheering everyone on. Yeah, 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 really cool. So qualifications, I guess. So I what we've unofficially done within STC Fit is taken the APU qualifying numbers. Um, Class C, I think we run off, which is basically state qualifying total. And that's kind of our entry level to our powerlifting team. Yep. Um, just until then, crack away at our lift off and in the gym and get yourself better. So that's somewhere around, uh, look it up. So 52, somewhere around four times body weight a bit over in most cases. 
um, around that kind of mark. So as a bit of a reference, that's sort of where our guys are at before they, they step on and that's across all three lifts. So how strong should you be? Look, for our liftoff, what we say is basically um, you need to be able to fail in position. Yeah. So if you get to the bottom of a squat and you turn into a pancake and the bar falls over your head, it's probably not where you need to be. Um, but if you can get into that position, the weight's too heavy, allow the spotters to help you stand up, rack it, then it's a, a much better scenario. So that's, I guess, the qualification is can you keep position and miss when you miss? Um, it's really just for safety than anything else, particularly for a novice meet, just get in and have a go. Um, how long should prep be? There's another one that obviously we get asked quite a lot. So it's interesting, depending on where you are in your development and what your goals are as well. Um, so we might go through a few different examples. So I had a client who had had some time off lifting. Um, the way the APU runs their competitions, it's like a season. Um, so you have to do the open or a a local meet they're referred to as to then qualify for States. And then from States you can go on to nationals and then from there go on to international competitions. So if you're, if you, you basically have to do that local meet to then qualify for States. So I had a client who had quite some, a bit of time off, came back. All right, I'm ready to go. Kind of want to compete this year. Okay. We've got eight weeks. Um, you haven't trained, <laughs> let's just send it and see how we yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> based on their gym numbers, we're all good. Um, so she's hit that qualifier that we kind of set the bar at and we basically said, we'll just enter the week of cutoff. Um, and if we're not there, we won't worry about it. Um, we'll find something later in the year, but yeah, to her credit, she's actually pulled all that together. So that's really, really cool. Um, other this meet, I guess, was obviously announced at pretty short notice. We found out the event was happening, I think, 10, 11 weeks out. Yeah. So the prep has only been 10 or 11 weeks. Obviously, everyone was already training, um, but a lot of them have just come off comps. So it was a little bit of a like, oh, I'll do some work, fix some shit, and then, all right, we're back into back prep. In the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think you're guys had actually been doing physique training primarily and then it was yeah. like all right 10 weeks let's go yeah one that one that hadn't done really any structure training for eight weeks because they just had a little niggles and then it was like ah, uh, the week that they were fully able it's like you want to do you want to do this apu meet and they're like yeah <laughs> like, all right it's the best thing ever though for that for their it's been the best i've ever seen them train yeah consistently like yeah i agree um and then yeah like one was doing yeah just training for life kind of stuff yeah you know just i'm happy with where i am let's just keep doing that keep me where we are and then yeah the other one just came off like the last lift off no yeah no physique work too yeah, yeah we're just putting on remember we were like you're not allowed to do any more lift offs because it's too strong yeah yeah and, and you like need to get bigger to, yeah and you need yeah. yeah that's it like we need to put some more weight on your deadlift and you need more yeah. muscle to do that yeah yeah so they all were just chucked in like hey let's do it <laughs> yeah why not um yeah. so yeah we we kind of a few of my guys sort of knew 
that it was coming, but same thing. They're all just in like still strength training, but in hypertrophy phases. Yeah. And I was like, all right, game on, let's go. Some of them, um, a few of our guys had kind of just come off the lift off as well. Um, some of them just come off meat. So it was a really short turnaround. So that's obviously not a perfect scenario. Um, usually you kind of want a body of work before you start that kind of block. So working back from a meet, perfect scenario for me. Um, and this is typically what I do because I have the flexibility of competing once a year, generally speaking, um, for now. So usually it's a four-week um, actual peak. Then there'll be a strength block before that that's typically kind of eight weeks. Hybrid block that's similar. And then any time before that, ideally at least four to eight weeks of hypertrophy training. So if you're adding all of them up, you're kind of looking 26 to 30 weeks um, for a perfect, if you're talking about a block of training, setting a date kind of 26 to 30 weeks out and going, cool, we're aiming for that. Working on hypertrophy, uh, movement pattern stuff, fixing any issues, all of that in that first block, continuing to do that, but then starting to address or introduce the main lifts then we start to really focus on all right, all this tissue that we've built, let's start using it, tune the skill for the prime lift and then on the platform you go. Is that, um, have you done a full prep with guys that long so far? No, it's usually a bit shorter. I've only ever done, if you broke it down, say 16 weeks, Yeah, maybe. So like hybrid strength. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess like that hypertrophy is essentially going to be off season. You're kind of staying there most of yeah. the time in the off season, and then when it's time to pull the trigger, you're dropping with, into that hybrid. With um, Dylan, it'll be pretty close. It'll be nine months. Yeah, between meets. Yeah, you know, well, like between you know when we tested. Yeah, maximally. Yeah, uh, this one will be his first sanctioned one, but he did the um, PTC amateur one, which is run very similar. Yeah. So yep. same environment and stuff. Um, yep. So yeah, that'll probably be the first one. Yeah, cool. A proper long, long-term long prep kind of thing. Yeah. And he's probably at a point now where he needs that too. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. To, like we said, build more muscle and the skill yeah. stuff's sort of there now. It's yeah, about improving as an athlete. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, fill in the gaps with the things that can't be learnt, I guess. You know, like they have to, we have to add tissue and make that strong and, yeah. And then yeah, move the weight. Yeah. So what to expect um, from a powerlifting prep? Physically, those hypertrophy phases are just like any other. If you if you're just like a in shape gym goer that trains pretty hard three to five times per week, that off season type training doesn't change a whole lot. Um, as you get stronger and stronger what I found is the workouts just get longer and longer because the rest periods and stuff are more demanding. Um, so you need to kind of dedicate a little bit more time to it, but, and then you're spending more time again, as you get stronger, you're spending more time fixing very specific things. Whereas early on, it's more about just like GPP getting stronger, building muscle, etc. Just like any other program that you would do, whether it be for fat loss or physique or whatever, um, just have a focus and you're working on general overall getting betterness. 
That's word of the day. Improvement. <laughs> um, then as you drop into hybrids, actually my favorite phase because you get to do a little bit of heavy lifting and then some like high rep like, stuff for the yeah. pump, yeah. Um, which is nice. Fluff and buff. Yeah, which is how, what my program is kind of <laughs> like at the moment, which is it's good fun. The workouts take forever, but it's nice. Um, five by three on the deadlifts is a little bit rough. Other than that, it's pretty good. Five sets of three. Mm. That's rough. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty. Bit of a zombie come Wednesday night. Is that just all you have to do or do you have to do other stuff in there? No, nah, that's just the work. So then I do belt squats, um, hamstring curls on the GHR, yep. doing sissy squats so I don't have a leg extension, yep. and something else, I think. Yeah, it's all pretty gross. <laughs> Sounds disgusting. Yeah, it's a nice, long, hard session. Um, yeah, so physically, the stronger you get, the more demanding the sessions become just because you're moving more weight. Um, the closer to comp you get, the obviously the load is going to go up, intensity is going to go up, volume is going to come down. And that can have its own implications. Like we had Will on a couple of years ago, I think, and, and we were kind of in this stage of like, fuck, something always hurts, man. Like something's always wrong. Yeah. And we were sort of like, are we just shit or does everyone feel like this? Yeah. <laughs> um, so we asked a few people in a row, just like, do you just hurt? Like, is there just something there wrong with something that aches? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and tight. they were all, they're all just like, yeah, yeah, it just, there's always something. It's like, oh, okay, we're not. It's oh, not sweet. me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not shit at what I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as you get closer and closer to comp, those things start to play up. And then if you have minor issues, like you have a little bit of, a slightly lacking external rotation of the shoulder or thoracic extension. It's like that gets compounded because the bench press is heavy as shit twice a week. And then you've got a yeah. low bar squat and then all of a sudden, oh, my elbows hurt. It's like, yeah, that, that tiny little thing that wasn't that important in the off season now is because it hurts. Um, so that there's those physical things. I think it's a really different feeling to like, you don't often have debilitating doms. Yeah. Like when we catch up and you're like, Oh, I did the biggest leg session yesterday. <laughs> and my legs hurt. And I'm like, oh, okay. I just like, I'm just trying to get that ex extreme muscle damage to get that hypertrophy. Yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, that's not fucking true. That's not fucking true. I just, that's a side joke. Inside joke. Um, whereas I think as a strength athlete, um, it's almost like you're walking around at 2G. It's like your body weight feels <laughs> twice as heavy as it is. Yeah. Um, so like today, for example, after those deadlifts yesterday, like grabbing a 20 kilo play, I was with a client this morning, picking up a 20 that we'd normally just flick up in your hands and slide onto the leg press or whatever. It was just like, oh, yeah. that feels heavy. <laughs> so it's a really different feeling to like physique style training. Not being able to walk. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's like just a different type of pain. It's like, I, I can't put my shoes on today because my mobility is just like, no, but you don't necessarily hurt when you walk. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. You can walk down ramps and not swear pretty, and cry. Yeah. It sounds pretty good. Oh, remember when we went to um, Brisbane? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Tell that story, James. <laughs> so I haven't been um, training 
like the amount of volume that kind of Ben had in his program. And I was like, oh, we'll just do Ben's program. And then I matched. So I was like, there's no way that Ben's beating me in this session. There's no fucking way. So because was it like, was a hypertrophy session too. Yeah. Right? I was yeah. like, nah, this is not happening. So I made sure I did the same work, maybe a little bit more in terms of intensity. I can't remember. And I walked out of there just like, fuck yeah, show these powerlifting fucking bitches. Like, what's up? <laughs> no. <laughs> but then probably it was like three, four hours later, just like, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm fucked. Like I'm in trouble. And then like basically from then that night to like for like a week, I couldn't move. And that was like the second day we got there. So I was like hobbling around. What floor day. were we on? We were on the third floor at yeah. this place. And it didn't have a lift. Third and plus the garage plus garage. So it was four flights. Yeah. And you were just laughing at me the like the whole time, which was kind of funny at the start. And then after that, I just secretly wanted to hurt both of you. <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't because I was weak. Like because you couldn't blew, catch us anyway. If the wind blew hard enough, I would have fallen over. Like I had no. There's no motor control of my quad. They were just so, <laughs> there was just so much trauma that had been done to them. Yeah. Like new machines, volume that I was not used to, and obviously did not want to let you guys outwork me. So I was like, fuck is. Yeah. Not a it's good intensity good that was irresponsible. <laughs> yeah. Perfect storm. <laughs> so for all those people that think that Dom's is an indicator of like a good session, it is not. No. Couldn't work no, out for a week. Yeah, because we um, went and trained in two days and Jace yeah, just went yeah, and did curls. Yeah, yeah, I <laughs> trained my whole upper body for the yeah. rest of the week. <laughs> definitely not a good indicator of a workout. If it goes too far, you actually avoid your sessions. <laughs> <laughs> so what we did, we did pendulums, leg press, that power squat. Yeah. Leg extensions, hamstring curls. Yeah, and we did, and the um, was it like the 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 step up on that box thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, the slow yeah. negative step ups. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that'll get you. Yeah, that'll get that muscle damage. Yeah. <laughs> so my because I had so much muscle damage, my quads are actually fucking massive now. <laughs> Just an inside joke, guys. We uh, watched. We'll throw uh, it out. We'll throw out a hypertrophy uh, based podcast soon. Yeah, might even get an, Might even get one of the experts in the field and on yeah so we can uh ask some questions because i've got a couple of questions i want to ask yeah so lifestyle we were actually having this discussion with someone last week it's like the lifestyle difference between prepping for a powerlifting meet versus prepping for uh, a physique sort of outcome um yeah, for me awesome. i think Amazing. Amazing, <laughs> yeah. guys. so that's that's done it's like it's easy <laughs> <laughs> this guy <laughs> oh my workouts take too long yeah that's pretty much Sweet. it and then you are uh, <laughs> home and eat your donuts and drink your beer <laughs> <laughs> fuck every powerlifter wants to come and stab you right yeah. <laughs> they're all like yeah all right yeah, come right. do my leg work my leg nah, workout fuck that. i don't want to do your workouts guys so it's fine <laughs> I, I was joking or am i <laughs> um so yeah definitely session length is tougher um, from a lifestyle standpoint, you definitely yep. need a greater time commitment to being in the gym. Um, if you're yeah. prepping for a physique show or something, there's going to be an expectation of time. Probably spend in time in the cardio. gym. Yeah, you spend probably spend time in the gym, but you could you could not spend the time then in the gym and be outside if you live somewhere other than Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As it's 15 degrees in February. Yeah, I'm, I, I say that, and then there's probably people tuning in. It's like, oh, it fucking snows where we are. It's like, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, I actually have a client like over minus 20 degrees or yeah, some shit. I have a client in the States 
Um, and I was like, what's the weather like at the moment? Can you go outside and do steps? And she's like, it's been snowing for five days. I'm like, yeah. Okay. We'll just reduce your calories. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, I find the, I think for a more recreational power lifter, there is a greater mental fatigue element further out from a competition than like a bodybuilding show. So like if you get really, really lean and you're on no food, your brain's going to go to mush. But sorry about the plane, guys. <laughs> Just a big jet flying over my house. Oh, wow. um, yeah, so if, I think once you're really lean and calories are really low and you're doing lots of cardio and stuff, um, I've seen you in prep and the brain does kind of turn to mush a little bit. But I think it might, it seems to happen earlier for a powerlifting meet and like you don't have to be necessarily as you kind of expect to be in that deep hole when you're doing a physique prep but i think it sneaks up on a lot of people when it comes to powerlifting yeah. uh, we've seen that firsthand <laughs> like uh where did i put my other shoe <laughs> i well, found like, it in three days i don't know where i live <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, even just like being able to socialize and stuff. Like after big sessions, I've gone out to see people and just been a fucking zombie on the couch, which I think in a hard prep is exactly the same for physique. Um, but yeah, like it's definitely a consideration that I reckon the last four weeks is going to be, there will be implications on your lifestyle and just mental capacity. Yeah, I think if you take anything like serious, or as serious as you ever have um it's going to something else has to get turned down like you know those dials that we talk about so yep. you're going to turn your dial up on your training then some another dial has to come down so if there's a couple of dials that have to be constant usually it's work unless you've got the flexibility of being able to dial that down um yep. you got your family and stuff and that usually has to stay the same and it's like your social life or something along those lines has to turn down. Yeah. I think it makes sense. Something's got to give. Yeah. Yep. Uh, emotionally are the emotional impacts of powerlifting prep. Um, just that creeping in of like, I'm not strong enough. You miss a lift and like, it's the fucking end of the world. Um, I think your environment, your coaching and your team in that scenario is really important. Like, and just having longer term goals, like having goals beyond this meet. Um, it makes one missing one lift in one session a whole lot less important if you're on a road to a goal that's maybe three to five years away. It doesn't really matter so much if you yeah. miss one lift in the gym. Yeah, that's probably the one that I've seen the most like lately. Just letting little things like just get get people down. Yeah. Like just making a mistake and the lift doesn't go up and it's like... You just fucked it up, man. Yeah. It's all good. Like, you, yeah. I mean? you just made a mistake and it didn't go up because it's really heavy and you can't make mistakes when it's yeah. that heavy. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, just being able to, like, trying your best to, like, you're not, you're not, like, justifying, you know, that everything's all good and, you know, like, they haven't made a big mistake, but it's like, also, it's like getting them to understand that everything's okay 
and that they most likely will hit that lift if they do this, this, and that next time. Yeah. It's not like justifying it from a perspective of like, oh, well, I set the program up and, you know, it's still good, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's been a lot of emotional oh, cancelling-ish yeah. like sessions. Yeah. I tend to find like the sessions went from like at the start, it was just all technical and, you know, it was lots of, you know, you need to do this and you need to do that. And, and then they kind of morphed into like, just follow the program. You're tired. Yeah. Or you just did this and you just made a mistake kind of thing. Like they kind of just turned into coaching justification kind of sessions. It's like, yeah. ah, it's all good. Like yeah. you know, it's okay that you missed this lift and yeah, you know, just let and that's the, it. Like, magic happen. Perfect world no mislifts in peak is like ideal. It's what we're kind of aiming for most of the time. Um, so there is an element of like reviewing the process as well, but there's also just reviewing the lift. Cause it's like, like you said, if you just fuck up the tech um, or the skill of that lift, then like it is what it is. Do it again, but better next time. Um, Do it again, but less shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We don't actually say that. Well, it depends on the client. But yeah. 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 We I want to. Get, we we definitely want to to each other. Yeah. We want yeah. to because it's just funny. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yes. know if I'd say that out loud in a gym because they'd be like, fuck, this guy's a real asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he just said that to his client. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can get away with it where we are, but maybe not, you know, health club. Yeah. yeah. No, certainly not. <laughs> you could probably yell that across the room in our gym and everyone would just laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, there's another one. I wonder what they did. Yeah. Um, yeah, so definitely be prepared. Like Jason's analogy there of the dials, like if you're going into a prep and you're going to take it seriously. I'm one of those people that's just like, it's so funny. I just saw a meme on Instagram that was um, my first three years as an intermediate and it was um, a cartoon basically sitting in the corner, like hands in his head head in his hands real sad and it's raining and shit on him and then um after three years as an intermediate and it's like the same cartoon character with shades on the sun's out he's just like yeah doesn't give a fuck yeah um so i think like being new to the sport you you just think that we talked about this on the podcast before people kind of cross over this idea that powerlifting is the same as going to the gym and it's not you're stepping out of that zone into a sport. Yeah. Um, strength sports in particular are very um, genetically reliant. They're also very time reliant. So someone who's been training really well for 10 years, you can't just make that up into. It's just time under the bar is time under the bar. So making sure your expectations of your outcomes match your capabilities and experience and time um otherwise it yeah can be all consuming i'm i guess a bit obsessive um natured so when i was pursuing physique it was like six sessions a week eight hours in the gym weigh everything to the gram six meals a day separate carbs and fats all of that bullshit back then <laughs> um which is bullshit guys it's not what it takes to grow but <laughs> we've oh, we've moved beyond that now. The whole time. Um, then even like boxing, I was like, oh, I'm gonna go learn to hold the pads. And within four weeks, I think I was sparring 
with you guys on a on a Friday afternoon I was in the gym, beating him up, <laughs> no, and it was acceptable. <laughs> it was allowed. <laughs> I got away with it. <laughs> um, so yeah, powerlifting was no different. It was just like, okay, how do I get everything I possibly can out of this? Even though I'm in no way a genetically gifted athlete that's going to make um, break any records necessarily, or like be a paid powerlifter, if that's even such a thing. Um, I think anyone that's making money in powerlifting is just like good athletes that coach. There's not a lot of sponsorship money going around. Yeah. Because probably like 1% of the Earth's population actually even know what powerlifting is. Um, so the, not the greatest sport to go into to make money. No. So um, if you're that way inclined, you just, yeah, need to understand that if you're going to give it 100%, that you are going to have to turn down other dials in your life. Um, same as any kind of like physique competition or anything like that. You're going to have to give up some stuff to get the outcomes that you want um, or your best possible outcomes, which is what I, as a person, I'm all about. It's just like, I want to make sure that when I look back over a prep that I've given it everything I could have to have improved. Yeah. I think just, you know, knowing when to get the old quick set concrete out, mm. it's probably a good thing too, you know? Yeah, so building a bit of resilience and sometimes just just got to harden up a little bit. I think you know, it's like it's not the end of the world that you know you kind of came into the gym and you just like yeah you missed the lift. It's like yeah, it's interesting. We were having this conversation at lunch the other day. Um, obviously, my partner kind of grew up playing netball. I was like, powerlifting is a really weird thing. Where so say you do that sixteen week prep, you play a game of netball. There's X amount of plays in a game or football or whatever there's x amount of plays that happen throughout the one hour two hours that that sport is played for and that game is played for in powerlifting it's almost like each set is a play but it's done over 16 weeks so if you were playing a game of sport and like made a mistake um, like gave someone a hospital handball and the ball got turned over and it whatever it's like you you're going to be upset about it but you're going to move on because the next play is happening really quick yeah and it's not necessarily going to be the judgment of the entire game it's like that one mistake you can't blame the entire game on that one mistake and then like comp day your third attempts is like the kick after the siren every time it's like you have three kicks after the siren during that day to execute everything that's come together over the, all of those plays. So I think looking for me, as we were just having the conversation, I kind of said that out loud. I was like, that kind of sums up what a prep is like. The prep is the game. Each set is one of the plays. If you have, if you do the majority of the plays really well, you'll win the game. Yeah. Um, and I think that stops the idea of like you missing a squat five weeks out and hating well. yourself. It's yeah. Like, yeah, it was just one thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great way of thinking about it. It's a really good example too. I like Thought it. So. I like it. <laughs> it's the tick of, gets the tick of approval. The Jason tick. I'm going to steal it. I'm going to steal it. That's how good it is. Um, so have you seen maybe within your clientele, just any like physical lifestyle, mental, emotional stuff that we haven't maybe talked about that people should be prepared for if they want to get into competitive powerlifting versus just lifting weights in the gym. 
Um, nothing that we haven't mentioned. It's like, you know, kind of, they start to lose normal cognitive and decision-based <laughs> making function. <laughs> Not like I was just like literally doing everything for them bar lifting it. Yeah. Last week, That's like, job. half the bar was loaded. I'm like, no, no, no. We've got to load the other side as well. Yeah. Um, I think the, the most notable things just, uh, how do I put this? Committing to something and seeing, doing the process, going through the process um, and how that's started to carry over into other aspects, aspects of uh, life. Mm-hmm. It's a really special thing to commit to something that's really scary and daunting um, and actually go through with it and finish it and go through the highs and lows and have people there to lean on and sometimes like isolate yourself and be left with your own thoughts and stuff. And that's a really valuable thing to do as well. Um, and then just, yeah, just see uh, that start to come into their business or at home with their family and, or just even the way they carry themselves around the gym or you're just seeing them knock, like even just people that knock around with better people um, because of it as well. You know, they hang out with people that are probably not the best for them all the time. And then, you know, meeting new people and, you know, setting goals and kicking them isn't something that happens for everybody um, or they don't have the opportunity or they don't put themselves in a position to seize an opportunity. So that's been pretty special. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I've been challenging uh, some other people to consider committing to things um, as I have as well. Uh, so yeah, that's probably, I mean, even looking at the three that I've got, I didn't tell them to do it, but I told them to do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I encouraged them to do it. I was yeah. like, we're doing this. <laughs> stop swimming in the kiddie pool. Yeah. And, or stop going like just sitting outside the pool, watching everyone else swim when you can too, yeah. just because you're scared. Yeah. So I was like, this is happening. And it's been really special to see. Yeah. So far. Like I, um, no matter what happens now, I'm, like, I'm super happy as the coach. So, and we haven't even got to the day yet. Yeah. We talk about it heaps just in terms of like who you are in the gym makes you who you make affects who you are in real life or yeah. reflects that. Um, there's definitely, I've seen that in myself, in others, in clients, a hundred times over, just like commit to a goal, achieve the goal, make mistakes, get comfortable with failing on a regular basis and that stop putting the negative connotation on the word failure. It's like failure is a lesson, like understanding the concept of, uh, I posted this the other day, like following a plan that fails is better than not following a plan and getting success. Cause it's like, how do you repeat your success? You don't fucking know. Yeah. And then if it stops working, what the fuck do you do? Yeah. Um, whereas if you commit to something, a, you're learning that discipline commitment, but you've also then got the ability to reflect on yourself, the process itself, review all that and then move forwards. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to build layer upon layer for you. Um, yeah. I just don't think there's, there's not enough stuff in the human experience in the Western world that delays gratification. Yeah. So something like a 16 week 
prep where you're there day in, day out, putting in effort, failing, overcoming obstacles, facing challenges, facing self-doubt, facing all of that shit, and then coming out the other side of it with a result is awesome. Mm. And then like I've got some clients that um, have gotten to a meet and not had a good outcome. And it's like, all right, back to the drawing board and let's go again. And I think that impresses me even more from like a, from a personal character point of view. It's like, yeah, you fucking like that takes guts to, to build yourself up towards something for a long period of time. And then it not kind of go the way you want it to on the day. Personally, like I wasn't disappointed in the outcome, um, but the lifter was and to see them continue on despite that. Yeah. Like really impressive and says a lot about someone um, and their character. Yeah. I think that's, uh, you can take that across to anything though, like in terms of training and stuff, if someone's like going to get something that hasn't either turned up on the day or kind of fell short or, you know, even from a, a comp prep physique kind of thing, it's like, they're not ready either. And you might just go look, yeah, four weeks time it's not the right time kind mm. of thing like we need to reevaluate the timeline and maybe push it a bit later on and you know be at your best and not have to do some stupid shit or mm. something like that and then just have that person recept that or see them receive it and then act on it yeah and yeah you can tell a lot about somebody like of how they react from it like some people just take on the challenge and go i'm going to be better and then other people sometimes unfortunately don't respond very well and then you know that's kind of unfortunate but you know we tend to tend to find that if you if you communicate <clears throat> excuse me if you communicate the the process next i feel like the client's a little more receptive to bouncing back and stuff yeah like how you behaved on the day potentially yeah might have encouraged this person to think like yeah like i just had a bad day and you know ben believes in me and you know the process is is right i've just got to you know kind of get back at it yeah you know where like maybe if you didn't carry yourself the way a good coach should that could have just been you know quashed or she could have just felt shot down and then just gone oh that's that's it for me yeah i think yeah and i think that's part of both coach and athlete just walking into the meet, something we've been really big on with our team is just like um, being friendly, not being arrogant, remembering mm. you're just in a shed with some barbells. Like it's not the Olympics. It's not, yeah. you know what I mean? It's not that high stakes. It is for you because you've put in so much time and effort and on an individual level, it means a lot. And it's a, it symbolizes a lot of stuff and a lot of effort. Um, but to just be humble within that. And it's like, if things don't go well, like it kind of is what it is. It's just, it's just powerlifting, I guess. Yeah. Just have fun. Yeah. Yep. And then like you said, that then builds, oh fuck, I had a shit day. Oh, well, I'll come back next time and have a better day. Yeah. Which you have to, you have to have that. Like you can't, you can't get into training seriously for anything. Just expect everything to just go your way. Hmm. Like the, you don't have shit workouts. You're gonna miss lifts. You're gonna go in and you know, last week you did four sets of twelve at forty five kilos, and this week thirty sevens feel heavy. Yeah. Like if you don't have a hissy fit every time things don't go your way, it's like you're not gonna get very far. Yeah. 
So I like, you can just really tell a lot about someone, the way they behave in the gym. Yeah. Like everything though, not just like their work ethic. It's like when shit goes wrong, yeah. how often they come, what do they do when they're not feeling the best? Yeah. You know, just absolutely everything. You can tell a lot about somebody. Yeah. It's just an awesome place. Yeah. We're lucky that we have the same, there's not many jobs in the world that you kind of have such extreme ownership for outcomes. Um, like we got new people starting at the moment and it's just like, oh, those first, first time, first 20 times you speak to someone and they all say no to coming in for a chat. It's like, fuck, what have I done? <laughs> I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. It's like, why do these people hate me? I'm yeah. shit at this. This is going to be terrible, blah, 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 yeah. blah. Um, and then like moving to where we are, it's like, oh, let's commit all this time, effort, energy, to this project and it's like, oh, roadblock, fuck. All right, yeah. how do we get over that? Yeah. All right, another roadblock, fuck. Okay, how do we get over that? Yeah. Um, and we kind of do that in our meetings on a weekly basis and then- and We just don't realize it or we just, yeah. Yeah, once a quarter we get together and go, hey, we actually did a really good job. Well done, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and then go back to doing the same thing. <laughs> um, so I think we're, we're very blessed and anyone who is a, um, sole trader personal particularly in personal training or anywhere else i think respect to anyone who can kind of stay in that because that's it's what's required um and there's that that saying of like your business will only grow as fast as you do or as much as you do and just being able to develop that kind of character to just front up and go again front up and go again front up and go again um using bunny ears but like failure after failure and like I said earlier, just taking that negative connotation away from that word yeah. and then just looking at it as a lesson, man, makes a lot of other things in life a whole lot less stressful, I guess. And just easy, easy to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the day itself, if you are contemplating your first powerlifting session and we've just gone into the philosophy of training. So we'll come back. <laughs> it's just kind of what we do. Um, so the day itself, so this meet in particular, just so you guys will just use this meet as a reference point. Um, they all kind of run a bit different, but this weekend they're going to run in two groups. So they'll have an AM group and a PM group. So they split up all the lifters into different times, super early, usually two hour gap. Um, between weigh-in and the start of the meet. Um, other federations like GPC will have a 24-hour weigh-in. So you have to drive in 24 hours, weigh-in, etc. Even if you're on weight, you do it anyway, just in case, usually. Um, I was well under last year, but I was like, nah, I'm just, it's worth just driving out. So I don't have to think about that the night before comp. Um, so yeah, two hours before. And then depending on where you are will be when you start warming up. So you'll have what they, so you have your group. And then you'll have passes within your group. So I think they're doing three passes per group tomorrow. Um, fuck. All planes. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll have after weigh-in, then you'll have a lifters meeting, then warm-up will start. Whoever's in session or that, that first pass will be warming up. Then once soon as they head out the back to start lifting, the second pass will start warming up. As soon as they head out the back to start, then it's three and then so on and so on. And they'll go through, everyone will squat, everyone will bench, everyone will deadlift. Then there's usually a lunch break 
um, which is nice for coaches and refs and all that type of stuff. Makes for a long day, but it does give you a little bit of downtime to kind of sort everyone out, get everyone organized. Um, and then they'll do the same thing in the afternoon. So it can be a long day if you're just showing up to lift yourself. It's not too bad. Um, it's actually probably better if it's set up in that manner. Mm. Um, obviously, within the uh, APU, um, the equipment is kind of really important as well. So you will need to wear a soft suit. They have specific brands that you'll have to wear of equipment. So wrist wraps, soft suits, belts, shoes, etc., will all need to meet the regulations um, because they're affiliated with the IPF, which is the basically the gold standard, I guess, across the board, um, the tightest regulations. So making sure you have all that organized at weigh-in. A few little things that we got caught out with just like is like having your ID with you when you're stressed about weighing and it's your first meet and stuff, just those little things like that. So just be trying to stay calm and relaxed when it's your first time. Obviously having a coach or something there that's done it before is really handy with that or someone else that you know that's competing um, that can help you just be aware of what's coming. Um, yeah, obviously three attempts, three at the squat, three at the bench, three at the deadlift. If it's your very first meet, really all you should be looking for is nine from nine um, and having a really good time. You're not out there necessarily break records or take home plastic or sometimes metal um, medals or anything like that. Just go and enjoy yourself. For us, um, obviously this is a qualifying meet, so our goal is to just make sure we do what's required to move on to the next um, stage of the season um, is the goal for all our guys. So that's the plan um, coming in with a plan I think is important, but coming in with a realistic plan as well. Yeah. Um, yeah so in terms of our role, so any of the coaches out there, what will happen, um, like Jason said, just letting everyone know what's happening ahead of time is really important. Um, so people aren't stressing about shit that they don't need to be stressing about. So it's, Stuff that we as coaches see is not a big deal can just loop in people's heads when they're in this heightened state over and over and over again. Um, so making sure they kind of know what the plan is and how everything's going to roll and all that. Um, they announced the the split in the groups during the week and a few of our clients were just like, wow, what the fuck? It's like, oh, it doesn't really matter. It makes no yeah. difference yeah, so um, to you and your day. So, um, but yeah, like change that close to a meet it just throws people off sometimes. So just like with any sport, just being prepared for uncontrollables and focusing on what you can control. So like, how do I make the best out of that situation now? Um, what are the advantages to it? What are the disadvantages? How do I maximize the advantages? How do I limit the disadvantages? Um, is the easiest way to look at that from a coaching standpoint? Yeah. So plan out, uh, make sure the clients are aware of what's going on. You'll have attempt cards. So You've got a minute to put in the client's next attempt. So basically once they walk off the platform, you have a piece of paper in your hand, you write their next attempt on it, hand it to the judges and on your way. Um, most meets, novice stuff, you get away with not having a membership or anything like that. But most federations, you'll need to be a registered coach with that federation as well. Um, and therefore submit to all their rules and regulations and stuff. So uh, be aware of that. And that's pretty much covers most of the day. 
Um, yes, like we won't go into like what to eat and all that kind of shit. I think we've done that on an episode yeah. before and listen to your coach. Basically, yeah. um, just bring fucking everything. Bring too much of everything. Yeah. Bring too much water, too much food. <clears throat> um, too many pairs of clothes, an extra pair of underwear. Just like if anything could go wrong with it, bring another one. Yep. So three to five tips, Jace, that you might give someone. So someone comes in, does a consult with you yep. um, just for a consultation. I'm going to go compete by myself. and I just want to pay you for an hour and tell me what I should know. Mm-hmm. What are the main three to five things that you would say? Well, plan your, the bus. Yeah. So they're walking away and not taking me on as a coach. It hurts. <laughs> just defended for the, in yeah, the no first one place. comes in. No one comes in, does a concert and walks away without anything. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, they have to, so plan their, plan their training cycles, um, reverse engineer from the day. Uh, ensure that they have like a, some, some kind of system. You know, we talk about this, sort of, you know, I feel like we've had the most success in the last prep just by like, just putting together a system that we can work on. It's re- repeatable and consistent. So that's really handy um, in terms of training. You know, um, so just pick whatever system that is that you guys like to work off. Some people work off percentage, some people work off RPE, some people work off both um, our rep and reserve and percentage like we do. Um, so that's really handy. Have a support network. So even if you're going to go off and do things by yourself, you've got to lean on someone or just get a coach who's good at it. You know, if you want to get good at something, like just hire the person that's good at it. So just don't see the point in wasting time um, doing it on your own. I know people want to learn, but you'll learn more with someone who's good rather than like, it's like if you taught yourself how to drive and you weren't a good driver and then you went to a driving instructor, they're like, no, 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 just forget everything that you ever learned. It's like, oh, fuck, I just wasted wasted all that time. So I just don't see the point of it. Anyway, um, so yeah, support network, hire the right person, um mesocycle training follow a system and then yeah man plan for the unexpected like yeah you know and be prepared like learn like know what's ahead know what to bring on the day get all your stuff ready to go early just take the things that just can be controlled and should be controlled just out of the equation you know just so you don't have to worry about shit that would kill everything. It doesn't matter like how good your prep's been. If you're stressed out, just about shit that doesn't matter, it's like that could be enough to just really throw you out on the day. So it's just mitigating those. Yeah, hundred percent. It's just like the mindset shift from just going to the gym for a workout to being in a competitive style environment where things will go wrong. Yeah. Um, and if you're in a heightened state mentally, it just makes everything worse. Yeah, the things going wrong are going to have a greater implication on you. So, yeah, they have like a bigger magnitude, like just because it's the day and it's special. And yeah, you know, it's like try and mitigate those. And then, yeah, when they do go wrong, it's like you've kind of prepared yourself for that to happen. Yeah. 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 And have fun. Yeah, that's it's also very be, important. Yeah, it's supposed to be a fun day. Like, yeah, you know, six months, sometimes 12 months hard work. Going to one day, like you should be having fun. You shouldn't be walking away from it, like upset and stuff. Yeah. Mm. Like it. 
Um, what else would I add to those? Because I agree with all of them. Um, yeah, the same brain. So I yeah, well, that's pretty much pretty much getting to that point, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, good training environment as well. So where you're training, who you're training with, um, just hang out with people that do bring you up as well. Mm. So they have positive attitudes. They don't ego lift. They don't any of that type of thing. Um, think outside of your program that there's more to powerlifting than there's this misconception when someone says coaching in the powerlifting space, a lot of the time it just means someone wrote a program. That's not what coaching is. Um, coaching is helping to facilitate someone's potential. So if you can take into all the variables that could help someone perform on a day, you've got to consider things like recovery factors, lifestyle, sleep, nutrition, um, stress strategies, sleep quality strategies, all of that type of stuff needs to be thought about. Um, if you want to maximize your outcomes, it's more than a program. Um, going into the meet itself just don't put too much pressure on yourself go and have a good time Um, have your numbers in mind but be really flexible as to changing them I think yeah just like focus on what you can control and be willing to just roll with what you can't I think that's the biggest thing that will break people down on comp day is when something they can't control changes and it throws them off, um, has the biggest impact. Yeah. And practice properly. Practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. So pause your benches properly, call your squats properly, mm-hmm. lock out your deadlifts properly, do all that shit in your prep. Depth won't be there on the day if you're not hitting it in um, training. Yeah. Pause won't be there on the day if you're not hitting it in training. Um, you're not going to all of a sudden become a perfect athlete over <laughs> um, six lifts on a platform in front of people, in front of judges and loaders and spotters. Like, um, yeah, just be aware of yeah. that. Get that all together first. Um, have people around you that are willing to tell you that do it again, but less shit. Yep. And be willing to take that feedback. Exactly like that. Too. <laughs> <laughs> we like it so much. Yeah. Um, and getting comfortable with saying it to yourself too. Once you look back at a video, just be like, well, that was yuck. Do it again. Yeah. So that's one thing that I forgot. It's just like, just owning, just owning what happens. Mm. Like not, oh, someone walked past me when I was squatting and they had red shoes on and I, <laughs> looked at it because it was bright and red's my favorite color and that threw off my depth of my squat or something. Yeah. No, you just didn't hit depth. Yeah. Like it's fine. Yeah. But it's just like, that's it. Just like owning, just owning what happens. And more importantly, after that happens, take control of how to fix it. Yeah. There's like a weird spectrum of that too. Um, Like the people that will blame outside circumstances and then people that will be overcritical of themselves. It's like, it doesn't matter. Like we, we can say to each other, do it again, but less shit. Cause it's like, like I posted my deadlifts yesterday and like, I shake my head at lockout on the second rep. Cause it's like, fuck, that was gross. 
And then at the end of the video, you can see me kind of look over at Aaron and go, oh, Jesus, those last two weren't real good. Yeah. And I like, that was it. I didn't go home and lose sleep over it. It's just like I looked at the video and went, okay, I did this on the first rep. I didn't yeah. do it on the second or third. Make sure I fix that up next week. Hmm. Move on. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what you want to see as the coach as well. It's just like, this happens. Like, yep, cool. Fine. You know. Yeah. Not, you know, I used a different barbell and <laughs> this happened or whatever. Yeah. It's like I've had that happen a fair bit. And I'm just like, no, nah, mate. Yeah. Like, that's not why. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just didn't happen. Yeah. It. Just didn't get it right. Yeah. That's it. And that's, and that's okay. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Like it's not, yeah. it's totally fine. I just yeah. want you to, I want you to say it. Yeah. I think both the scenarios are just trying to avoid the extremeness that it was a fuck up and having yeah. to handle that it was a fuck up. But it's just like, instead of that being doomsday it's just like yeah it is what it is yeah it's dealing like it's just accepting that we make mistakes and that mistakes are fine and they're going to happen when we lift and it's you know we we have so many repetitions in a prep that not all of them will be perfect so it's okay it's just a really good place to be yeah if you don't make some mistakes you'll never learn so i agree it's a pretty boring place to live life lots of uh personal development i reckon goes on in these in this prep then yeah the sound of it yeah i think so it's a lot yeah. of yeah it's not just physical guys it's yeah, physical a lot of mental development that happens i think that's why we as coaches get so much out of it it's definitely why i like powerlifting so much yeah i, I get a kick out of anything that's involving lifting weights and coaching people yeah so it's awesome yeah a client sent me uh i'd be interested to have your feedback on this as well sent me a um, post from somebody else that said, which client would you rather get someone who was technically proficient or someone who was stronger or like just really strong, but didn't move well. And I was like, I stand at it for fucking ages. And I was just like, I don't fucking care. Like there's never been a time where I've like looked at someone and gone, Oh, that's great that they're this. Hmm. It's like, I've got some strong lifters now that's like, yeah, it's really cool. We'll be able to do this meet and go to this level because they're in this position and that's cool. But I'm not more excited to train that as a, that person as I am someone who's like going to maybe play at like local level, like I do. Um, Cause I want to just facilitate the maximum potential for the individual. I don't give a fuck about your genetic potential. Like, yeah, yeah I've said all the time. Um, cause you know, there's a preconceived idea that maybe, you know, work with just some bodybuilders and some people who are real serious, but I'm just like, I have them, but if you're willing to commit to what's needed to be done for your goals, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. You know? And then yeah. most of the time it's like, they are attracted to either strength training, powerlifting or bodybuilding anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like, if you can commit on to your training then I'm, we're all in because it's about us then just putting the, the structure and the plan together and keeping you accountable and coaching you along the way and teaching you all the good stuff. Yeah. That's what we get kicked out of. Yeah, exactly. I'm not searching the gym looking for the person that's the biggest leanest person that doesn't have a program and going, Hey, yeah, come work with me because yeah. I'll, I'll get you all of these results that you've never gotten before. Yeah. Like it's just poaching so, people that are already good. So what like, what's the fun of that? There's, there's a coach that apparently does that with um, placings and then discounts their 
finds who gets placings at meets and discounts their packages. Yep. I feel like there's I feel like there's probably more than one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So what I posted was like the first thing I if I'm doing a console, for example, the first thing I look at is like, can I actually get you the outcome you want? It's like if that's outside of my scope, then I'm like, yeah, you should go work with someone else. Run, yeah. a, mar- run a marathon? Yeah, it's not happening with me because yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I did a half once and it sucked, and I never want to do it or think about it ever again. Yeah. Um, and then the next thing is just like, do you share the same values as me? Are you willing to take responsibility for stuff? Are you willing to learn? Are you willing to apply yourself? Are you willing to um, respond when things go wrong and you quote unquote fail? Um, then I'm, yeah, I'm down. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sitting here like you have to be an international level lifter. It's like, fuck. Why? Someone's got to get them to that level, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. I think we'll leave it there. Yeah. I don't know if I can chat anymore. My <laughs> Chase needs to go to bed. My voice hurts. My coffee's just kicked in. So I'm probably do another hour. A voice can't hurt, but something hurts. <laughs> something hurts when I do the talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So on the back of all of that, if you any of this sounded appealing to you, sexy to you, we have their strong body program, um, mm. which is, enrollments are on now. It'll be closing in two weeks from when this comes out, um, which is a 16-week uh, system as Jason referred to earlier designed to take you from kind of being well, good in the gym. So we expect you to kind of already know how to squat bench and deadlift um, at least at a beginner level mm. and then evolve you through to either coming on board and doing our lift off. If that's something you want to do, maybe it's just some gym testing or a novice meet or something like that. Um, and then if you are, if you're in Melbourne and you do the liftoff um, or somewhere else, you can then qualify to be part of the STC fit powerlifting team. Um, if you're already a competitor and you're looking to um, compete and find looking for a coach or whatever. Um, yeah. You're more than welcome to reach out for us to us for that as well. Uh, we'll just basically take a look at what you've done and where you're at and make sure you kind of fit same thing with the values of our group rather than, I don't care how strong you are. Um, I'm more interested in what kind of person you are. Yeah. Um, you don't need any huge egos coming into the team. So if you, if you come in to genuinely get better, then we'd love to hear from you. As always follow at STC fit. Um, there'll be tons of APU shit on there this weekend. Um, there'll be, yeah, all the results and stuff will be posted after yeah. that as well. My page at Ben Scott SC. Um, I'll have more stuff on there as well at Jason Glear underscore PC. I'm sure Jace will put up a post every now and then sometimes when he remembers to. Hey, I've been good, man. Been now, you post supposed to be there, but I can't imagine you doing a live video from uh, APU on the weekend. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm only too caught up coaching backstage, man. That's right. That's right. So I'm going to be... Focused on the athletes. I'm going to be in a... I'm going to be like fish out of water again. Like yeah. Right. Backstage with people squat benching and deadlifting. No, I'm excited, man. Yeah, no fake tan to put on anyone. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Don't it just smells bend, like don't have to bend of, over and cough for me. Instead of um, bo and tan, it's just bo. Yeah, <laughs> bo and monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. And chalk, fucking yeah. chalk everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> chalk's easy to clean than fake tan though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. So at STC Fit Learning as well. Um, 
obviously the academy will roll out again in about nine weeks. Um, we do, yeah, I, think, I think, already um, have three or four spots locked. April. So, yeah. So we're doing a we'll be doing a a, a pre launch in March. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and a reminder again: uh, the next episode we might do might be we'll give Jason a turn to talk. Hopefully, his voice will be better. Might chat about the physique realm. Um, and why it's important if you're looking at season B to start mm. thinking about that now and dive into that. Correct. So if you are interested in any kind of physique competition for season B, reach out to us now. Yeah, now's the time. Um, we, I think we've got 10, 15-ish on the uh, team at the moment. Yeah, probably close 10. to 15. So yeah. I jumped on board last week. So. Yeah, Matt. Um, so yeah, we're putting a big team together mm. um, similar to what we'll have with the powerlifting stuff. Um, Systems, community, outcomes. Yep. Awesome. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. See you guys.